I've started and stopped this book three or four times. There are 5,000 words in one document, 10,000 in another, and 20,000 somewhere else. A part of me knows the simplest thing to do would be to go find those documents and continue with the partially written books. And the other part of me knows that I need to start here on this blank document. Well, blank 65 words ago anyway. The part of me that knows I need to start here is the part of me that has finally figured out that I have nothing to prove, that I need to write this book for myself, and that's okay. I took an online class in 2020, and the instructor guided us through an exercise to help us find our core reason for doing the things that we do. He had us set a goal, then asked why that goal was important to us. We gave him an answer, and then he asked why that answer was important to us. And several, why is that important to use later? A nerve gets hit and occasionally tears start to flow. Nine questions later, I land on, so it wasn't all for nothing. It didn't make sense to me, so in typical Michaela fashion, I completed the exercise with two other goals with two completely different sets of questions. And as God would have it, I landed on, so it wasn't all for nothing each time. I'm stubborn. But even when I have something appear three times, I know to pay close attention. Every time I went to write this book, I went to write it for you. Surely if I'm going to make something out of nothing, then it must be for someone outside of myself. Isn't that the point of life? I asked myself to serve and help others. But when I wrote the book with other people in mind, I faced two problems. First, I told myself I must be well off and fully healed to write this book. Second, because of reason number one, I place a standard on myself that doesn't exist in the human world. And I won't bullshit you or myself and say that I'm well off and fully healed when I'm not. So I would stare at a blinking cursor and a blank page with no 65 words ago. Well, we're at 386 now. It's not that I don't want you to find some purpose and meaning in this book. I do. The words me too have helped me both when I have said and received them. But the truth is, I did believe I would write this book when I was on a high of some sort. As in, when I had life all figured out and was some successful blah blah blah. Spoiler alert, I have nothing figured out and I'm not really sure what it is and how I'm supposed to have it figured out. And I'm high on nothing. Although my 15-year-old cousin would argue otherwise, he's convinced I'm a closet stoner. I feel stuck, I'm overweight, in more debt than I want to admit, and living at home dreaming about the days when I lived by myself. Long story long, I believe the only way out of whatever I'm currently stuck in is through this book. Certain stories keep playing over and over in my head regardless how many things I've done to try and clear them. Journaling, meditation, subconscious reprogramming, dancing and singing at a personal development seminar for six days straight, you name it, and I've probably tried it. It finally dawned on me one night in the bathtub where problems shouldn't exist that maybe the reason these stories replay in my head is that they haven't been told in the way that they wish to be told. And for me, that's almost always in written form. Writing became my therapy at a young age because my hands translated the words my mouth couldn't express. There are some things I can't express regardless of how much I talk. And ask anyone who knows me, I can talk a lot. And that's why I believe I'm being guided to write this book, to fully express these stories. I will be as honest as I can remember. That is my promise to you, myself, and God. 
I care more about the truth than I care about the discomfort and the not so pretty parts of the story because a lot of ugly lives on the pages before us. Ugly acts, ugly thoughts, and ugly feelings. And hopefully together we can find some beauty too. So who knows what's going to come out. I have nothing planned. I'm going to let my hands guide me to where they want to go. So maybe you and I should both say a prayer. Welcome to the Western Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela. I'm here with both Tank and Willard the Corgi. And we wanted to stop in today to make a few announcements and just talk about the current transition that I'm going through and what is next for the podcast and what you can expect because I've been going through a big transition period in hindsight I mean, arguably my whole life, especially since September of 2021, when I had my first MDMA session. And if you've listened to my MDMA podcast, you'll know a big part of that journey was going up and meeting this woman on the clouds. And when I met her in my journey, I was just so mesmerized. And I remember looking at her and saying, you're so beautiful. Who are you? And she looked at me and kind of cocked her head and said, I'm you. And I never saw myself in that way. The way that I saw her on the clouds was never how I saw myself. And because of that, have really harbored myself and kept myself down and been afraid to use my voice and really become who I believe God wants me to be. And I've been resisting that. And I've been thinking about it in reference of the hero's journey. Call it my inner film school nerd, my inner writer nerd, my inner philosophy nerd, all the things coming together. Yeah. And one of the pieces in the hero's journey is denying the call. So the hero gets the call to step into battle, to go forth, to go on their journey, to go at it alone, whatever that is. And they deny the call. And typically in movies or in books, then the hero gets the call again, and then they accept it because now they're forced to go into this. They have no choice. Whether they want to accept the call or not, God, universe, external circumstances, choose your words, are like, no, you are going. (laughs) I was thinking that, come hell or high water, hun, you are going. And yeah, (laughs) here we are. (laughs) You're taking the phone call. It's a lot easier if you go willingly, but hey, God's got your back. So therefore, you're going. (laughs) And It's been a wild ride. And I feel like since, especially since September of 2021, from February of this year till now has when the things that I learned in my MDMA journeys are finally coming to life. I feel like I'm finally starting to bring the aspects of myself of that woman that I met up on the clouds. I feel like I'm finally starting to own that I really am her. It, it's so 
wild and honestly so sad at how low our sense of self-worth is. And I'm going to speak for myself because I know it's honest and I am really being mindful about speaking for other people. I do like to speak on what I've noticed, patterns I've noticed in the culture at large. However, for me personally, in February of this year, I had started microdosing. And from February to April, it was this journey of realizing how I looked at myself and how unworthy I really felt. I didn't see myself as talented. I didn't see myself as beautiful or special or that I had anything unique to give to the world. And I'm not saying that as a cry for help or a cry for attention, because that's actually the opposite of what I wanted. It actually makes me feel really uncomfortable. What I did want or need, I should say, is I needed to see myself. I needed to see myself the way that God sees me, that the people I love and cherish and hold most dear, I actually did need to put on their lens of the world, if you will, and see myself how they saw me. And my friend Kinley has just been a godsend. And she's stationed in Hawaii, in the Marines, and all my friends have been a godsend. This transition specifically, I think in all transitions of life, require different people in our lives to come in and help us. And for this specific transition of mine, my friend Kenley and my spiritual guidance counselor, Kimberly, have been the ones that really helped me through this specific tunnel that I was going through. And I was in a session with Kimberly right before Kinley came into town on leave. And she kept telling me, Michaela, you take yourself for granted. And it was this moment of realizing that I didn't believe that I was worthy of having friends or family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that that's the truth, unfortunately. And that I didn't feel deserving and worthy to be around people that I deemed as unique or special and saw like the beauty within them. And so I was always trying to prove myself through what I could do for them. When I was working at a barn, I was proving how helpful I was. When I was doing creative projects, I almost overgave and overextended because it was like, I know this was the energy that I was holding was, I know I'm not worthy to be around you. And this is such a unique and special opportunity for me. And I don't want to blow it. So I'm just going to give, 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 give and do, 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 do. And then you'll love me instead of pulling back, realizing that who I am being is the best gift that I have to offer to the world. And then my friend Kenley comes into town. I have this session with Kimberly talking about taking myself for granted. And then Kenley comes into town and we're talking about it because the other big shift for me was that I didn't realize you could take your own self for granted. It, 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 it's still actually, no, I'm actually, I actually have, I feel like that has resonated with me, but when Kimberly first told, I, I couldn't even accept it into my being. I couldn't even accept it as a truth that I could take myself for granted. I'm like, oh no, I can take other people for granted. But then 
a saying of my dad's popped into my head of people can't use you. You can only let them use you. And I was like, oh, that's taking yourself for granted, letting other people use you instead of saying, no, this isn't right for me. This is what I need in these relationships. This is who I want to be, who I'm committed to being. And this is what I need in order to be that person, whether for myself and others and in my friendships and in my relationships, like we talk about what we can provide for the other in order to be that person. So Kinley comes into town. I'm telling her about my session with Kimberly and she listens and then she pauses for a moment. And Kinley is just the sweetest little human and says to me, like, I don't think you understand what you do when you walk into a room. And Kinley and I met in we went to college together. We took a couple classes and we met in speech class. And she said, you are just sunshine. Like when you walk into a room, you light it up because you are sunshine. And I, I really couldn't, again, I couldn't accept, accept that because I was still taking myself for granted. And ironically enough, I've said about my dad and my uncle that They really underestimate the power they have when they're in a room because they hold that space and they hold that light too. And my uncle, especially, I actually, I did a video of him. I should link it. I should link it. I want to link it in the show notes. So if you want to watch it, it will be in the show notes. And my uncle has that gift too. He's just so captivating when he speaks. And I wasn't owning that within myself. And it was this moment of, I am doing more harm to myself and to those around me by not owning this sunshine, by not owning this energy that God has blessed me with. Like he's blessed us all with us, in my opinion, with a specific energetic blueprint. And if you want to know about yours, my human design, it's amazing. I'll link the app because I just can't. Human design was a big permission slip for me to own that light and to own that energetic blueprint that I've been given. Anywho, needed to drop that in because if you haven't checked out human design, again, link in the show notes, there's an app for five bucks a month. I think through this app, you can get a mini reading. It's the best five bucks you'll ever spend. If you need to skip a coffee one day a week, it's worth it. I promise. And so had this moment of, okay, there is a consequence to not owning who I am, to not believing I'm worthy, to not accepting that I'm taking myself for granted. There are consequences to these things. And the thing that I don't think that we want to hear, and I know I didn't want to hear it at one point, was there are benefits to not owning those things. There are benefits to low self-esteem. There are benefits to staying in our own pity. There are benefits to being the victim. It gets us attention. But the consequence of settling for attention is we never open ourselves to receive love. And the only way to receive, and I'm not talking about love in this phony bullshit way. I'm not talking about the love you, pal. I'm talking about I love you. From the heart, no corny romantic comedy baloney. Like, I love you for who you are unconditionally. There are no 
contingencies here. You don't have to be anything other than yourself. Like I love you flaws and all because you could not be you without the totality of you, without the shadow, without the light, without your bad parts, without your good parts. But in order for me to accept that in others, I first had to accept it in myself. And when I was meditating this morning, I kept hearing like, I am who I am and I ain't who I ain't. And I've never tried to be anything but that. And part of that, and this is where I think we're uncomfortable. We have to own when we're selfish. We have to own when like, shit, I acted like a five-year-old. That was freaking ridiculous. And it's not how I acted, but how I respond to how I acted to go apologize, to go make it right, to course correct. We all do stupid things. But in my opinion, it really starts with owning the totality of who we are that allows us to let who we came here to be, to set in. And that was another conversation that kept coming up was who we are versus who we are being. And so Kinley comes into town, we have this conversation and I had started reviewing Alison Armstrong's work again. I read Alison's book and both of her books in 2016 and had listened to podcasts here and there, but had not really done a deep dive into her work. So it started listening to podcast interviews she was on. And then she says that she recorded the Queen's Code audiobook and was saying how much that is Tank in the background. If you hear noises in the background, I told you Tank and Willie are here with me and they are just as much a part of this podcast. Set. They are this podcast. Like they remind me truly dogs remind me the power of unconditional love. So anyway, <laughs> the dogs and the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. That's how you learn about unconditional love and Alison Armstrong's books. Anywho, back to the regularly scheduled programming. And so Allison was talking about how powerful these, the audiobook is, and she doesn't think she'll actually write another book again. She'll stick with the audiobooks because of how powerful it is. So I was talking to Kenley about it and she texts me, I had started reading the book when Kenley was in town and then she texts me and was like, Hey, can you send me that book? And so we both start listening to this book from when we saw each other the first time she was in town. We're away. She was doing other things. I was doing other things. And then we both went to the beach before she had to go back to Hawaii. And so we're talking about, we hadn't finished the book yet. So we're talking about this book while we're at the beach. And our perspective is already starting to shift. And it was a really good reminder of, man, things really can happen at a quick rate if we're willing to let go of all the things that we have been holding on to. And that was another key takeaway from, for me was it's more important to focus on who you want to be than who you have been. Cause what we focus on is what we get. So when we focus on who we have been, we get more of that. When we focus on who we want to be, we get more of that. And because I can get really hung up on that stuff. I can really get stuck in the loop. Well, I've been this, I've been that. And it's like, you know what, Michaela, that does not exist anymore. That period and space of time, it 
It doesn't exist anymore except for in your mind. So the only way that it can keep coming to life is if you keep bringing it to life. So put that to rest and start focusing on who you want to be and bring that to life. And so transformative. Long story long brings us to here today. And actually, I apologize. I need to back up a little bit. That was the question that brought all of this to life through going or with going through Alison Armstrong's material again is who am I committed to being? And I'm not committed to being who I was. It can't be anymore because the consequences are too great and the benefits of this other person who I want to be the girl on the clouds is also too great to keep being who I have been. And so that has been one of the hardest and most freeing realizations for me is who I am at my core is not who I was being. I was not being that girl on the clouds. I was not being my sunshine bubbly self and owning that person because I did not believe I was worthy of being her. And so for me, that misalignment creates a clog in the river, a dam in the river, if you will, and things don't flow properly. And realizing that has been my hang up with this podcast, who I was and who this podcast requires me to be was not aligned So does it really make sense for me to have been on a hiatus from this podcast and come to announce that I'm going to be on another hiatus? In my mind, doesn't make much sense. But in my heart, that's not who I'm being anymore. And who I want to be, who I'm committed to being, is the person who is intentional, the person who is organized, the person who takes intentional breaks and lets her community know what is going on, how it's going, why we're going through these transitions and how this Western hippie brand is also transitioning and going to be coming to life in another way. So that is why we're here because this is who we are committed to being. Now we're transitioning into... What is going on with the Western Hippie podcast and the brand and what my plans are? I'm going to tell you my plans with full awareness that as I dive into this next season, plans might change (laughs) because in human design, I'm a manifesting generator and we are committed to changing. So there is that. So the plan, I will not be back until the book is published and out into the world. I will also be rebranding the podcast and laying the foundation for the company that I plan to build. My goal is to build a media company that will produce most likely this is the clarity I'm talking to you without full clarity. So that's why I wanted to announce that it might be changing because as of right now, the plan is to produce a podcast production company and produce shows with the end goal of eventually producing music, books, movies, and really being a part of the independent media space. It really 
means a lot to me for artists, for creatives to have autonomy over their own art. And I want to be a part of that movement, whether it's the professional publishing movement, the independent music movement, the independent podcast, like how can we help people and create a win-win situation for artists? And I'm really passionate about culture, which is why the end goal is music and movies, because those two things have the biggest impact on culture. Our culture is really sick right now. And we have children expected to be adults because our adults are acting like children. And I am committed to doing whatever it takes to reversing that where adults feel confident and comfortable, not comfortable, but no confident and responsible to be adults so we can let our children be children again, because it just breaks my heart. So anywho, that is what's going on over here at the Western Hippie. Those are my plans. Those are my dreams as of right now. And we're rolling with it one day at a time. Do you hear take in the background? I am so thankful for you for being on this journey with me, for navigating these twists and turns and my ever-changing Manny Jen-ness. So my friend, thank you for everything. Take care and we will be talking very soon.